What up, y'all? It's your boy, BTG. Open run with BTG. I wanted to talk about the NCAA and these young cats, but I think I'm going to save that, save that episode so I can get a couple of more examples and also, you know, come up, come up with a couple of more uh, key pointers. But the second half of my show is going to be the bulk of the show, and that's talking about Scotty. So uh, for a lot of people that, that do know me and do know, you know, who's in my top five and who's my favorite players of all time, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people know that uh, Scotty is my number one small forward of all time. Uh, at one point, he was the best player. He was my favorite player besides Magic. You know, it's always been those two up there. Of course, you got uh, Penny Hardaway up there. You got Elijah Wan um, and a long list of other players. But uh, though those were, you know, th- that was the foundation with Magic and Scotty. And uh, and I think I probably said this before, but prior to the documentary, um, I didn't know. I didn't know the behind story with Scotty. I was, I was young, you know what I mean? Um, but I just knew his style of play, him being, him being a small forward, but playing a point guard position. Um, I wore his number in high school. Um, and it was just, you know, that was just one of my favorite players. I just, he played defense. And where I come from, from the east side of LA, I went to Fremont High. Like, that's what we did. We played defense. Like, if you couldn't play no defense, then you couldn't be in the game. You couldn't be on the team, really. I mean, unless you were just something special outside of playing defense, you probably made the team. You probably got on the roster. But you probably didn't play like that unless we was probably up, you know, by a dub or 30 or something like that, which happened quite often. (laughs) East side boys. Um no, but, you know, we played defense, and that was one of the things in high school, in middle school and high school, that's what I grew up watching. You know what I'm saying? I grew up watching the Lakers game, so it was showtime, and it was the Bulls, you know? That's why I do got, like, a secret love for the Bulls, even though they don't have much history. That history that they do have, I was a part of, because um, they showed a lot of Bulls games because of Michael Jordan um, and the rest of the team. You know, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of Chicago games. You know, so I watched Scotty a lot. You know what I mean? I bought damn near all his shoes, and I'm still buying his shoes. Um, one of my favorite players. But you know, this documentary, I, I must say, I think, I think this documentary is the only confused. I say, I think I'll say that for the Brothers Layman Show. Um, but Jordan did a good job. I didn't think Jordan's gonna sign off on a lot of things that was uh that was put in this documentary, but if you really pay attention to the doc, it's like I'm starting to look at things in a different way. You know, because early on when we seen the Bulls play, it was always Mike and Scotty, and it seemed like they were just the best of friends. You know what I mean? When we witnessed the parades. It was like they were just the best of friends. Now, again, you're on the, you're, you're at the highest level at that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you beat everybody. You won a championship. You have, everything is, you, your name is ringing in the city and in other cities. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure they was back and forth from, you know, from where they played to their hometown to LA. You know, everybody made a pit stop in LA. Everybody had a house in LA. So you the man everywhere you go, really. Um, like I said, Scotty MJ, they was well accepted and 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 respected everywhere they went, including Los Angeles. So the love was heavy. 
Um, and again, so you're receiving a lot of love. So it may seem on the outside like everybody's cool, et cetera, et cetera, but nobody really knew the hidden beef. You know, like nobody, I will say this, this documentary opened up, it made Michael Jordan more human. He's an asshole. You know what I mean? That's the part, that's the person I respect more than anybody else. The person that the media has created or the person that the fans believe he was, I don't really care for that person. You know what I mean? Or, or that player or whatever, that persona, that character, because it was all fake, right? The real Michael Jordan which was said on the last episode, you know, he was more stressed, frustrated and things like that because he had a lot of off the court issues. And when I mean issues, not only mean like, you know, it was something that he had created, but he dealt with a lot of stuff. Some of the issues was was created by the media, not giving him enough space, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's more humanized, you know what I mean? And it just seems like with this documentary, I don't see that bond or that love that was painted on television between Scotty and, 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 and MJ. I really don't see it at all. Right. And I know these guys are in separate houses, et cetera, et cetera. You don't expect them to be in the same household, but we never know what we're going to see with the last two episodes. Um, but it doesn't seem like with the timeline starting from when Pippen first got there, it doesn't seem like they fully became friends because of the mindset of MJ, the background of Scotty, and then the journey between them. You know what I mean? Like, you have to throw in a contract. You have to throw in what MJ was going through. He was the biggest star at that time, so he got a lot of stuff going for him off the court than on the court. Um, so, my thing is, my thing is, I have to say, I'm not necessarily disappointed in Scotty, but I do see Scotty in a different light. Within the past, what, five years, he's been in the, he's been on a few headlines because of his wife and also because of what he said about LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan. Now, me being respectful to my elders, I'm like, Scotty, what you doing? You know, of course, when Scotty says something or if Scotty does anything or, or that's with any of my favorite players. Um, you know, Kobe, Scotty, Magic, you know what I'm saying? All these cats within the past couple of years have been on the headlines for something. You know, Magic being, you know, you, we already know about that. But I'm getting the phone calls and text messages like, man, what's up with your boy Scotty? Why is he talking about MJ like that? And it's like, now it makes sense because... Behind the scenes, these cats probably wasn't really that tight. You know, they probably respected each other and they probably were teammate friends. You know what I'm saying? And probably kicked it and things like that. I'm not even down. I've kicked it with a lot of cats that I don't necessarily get along with. I've kicked it with cats that I'm not really per like not even like like personally close to. You know what I mean? Like I could see them in the street and I know them like, oh, what's up? We probably went to middle school, high school, grew up together, but we just never had that bond. You got to talk about, you, you talking about two co-workers that play, you know, on the same team that, you know, two different backgrounds. Well, I, I not two different backgrounds, but they both came from poor Southern backgrounds. I mean, a lot of New York still trying to claim them, but we already know that's a North Carolina boy. And then you got, you got, uh, you got Scotty, you know what I'm saying? Literally earning it out of the mud. So they got similar backgrounds like that, but it's like their family dynamic, the family life was kind of different where 
Scotty was sharing a house with like 50, 11 people. You know what I'm saying? But Jordan had that, you know, had look, you know, he had to look up to his older brothers that was dominant at the time. Um, it's shown a different side of Scotty, this episode. I think Scotty has been getting dragged all through this, this damn documentary. Um, they didn't really highlight on how good he was and what he really meant for the team, although we know that personally as fans. We know that, and I think Scotty knew that. And I'm, I'm going to get to that because the things that I want to highlight is the migraines, <laughs> you know, the migraine game, you know, the game where he didn't want to go back in um, and, and because Phil thought Tony Kukoc, you know, previously hitting some game winners, drew up a play for Kukoc. Um, you got, you know, um, you know, Rodman and, and MJ playing together. You know what I'm saying? And then Scotty coming back after that. So it's like you got you can see Scotty playing that distant role from the team from time to time because he was in his personal feelings. The migraine, look, the only person I gave an excuse to was Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin had a condition where he had migraines all the time and he had to he had to smoke. <laughs> you know, he said he had to play high. He, he he can't remember a time where he didn't play high. Because playing, I ain't gonna lie to you. Playing, there's two things that I cannot play when I'm when I'm when I'm playing. There's two injuries that I cannot, absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? I could play on a sprained ankle, or bummed ankle, or something like that, soreness or something like that. I cannot play with blue, with blue balls, absolutely not, because that's migraine to your nuts. And I can't play with a migraine. Nobody should be able to do that. You feel nauseous, uh, your vision is off, your head is pounding. The question is, was it really a migraine? You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to lie to you. I couldn't even play with a headache. It's I, I just can't. And I also can't take while taking this shit. I ain't going to lie to you. I used to always have to take this shit before I hooped. And that's because I would always uh, put something in my belly. Sometimes it would just be some fruit and some water to keep it light because every time I got to the park, I had to take a shit. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't like that. Or every time before I was uh, about to leave the house, I always took a shit before I went to go hoop. Um, but it was this one time where I had to go take a shit. And I think I held it and I played real well. But then it was times where I just had to let that shit out. Um, so we don't, we'll never know. We'll never know. Now, as far as, and remember, you, I forgot which which series it was, but remember when uh, you know they introduced Ku Coach and they played overseas and Olympics, etc. And and Scotty was like, "Look, I don't even think he'll be able to play in the league." So he always had this thing versus Ku Coach, whereas it didn't seem like. And again, this is Michael Jordan's documentary. Let's be frank. You know what I'm saying? This is his shit. I don't think he necessarily had a problem with Ku Coach. You know what I'm saying? His shit talking towards two coach was just normal shit talking, just like he would talk to anybody else. Scotty's was a little bit more personal because remember, this was going to be the guy that's possibly replace you. You know what I'm saying? This this is where Scotty's a little, you know, my contract is is fucked up. I need to get my shit restructured. I want to leave. Y'all talking about trading me? Let me get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Ku coach is the guy, but I'm about to show you. I'm about to lock this nigga up. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I think that secret beef between Scotty and Kukoc wasn't highlighted enough. And not to say that it should be highlighted in this doc. 
Because I think this is 50, 50% MJ, 50% the team, right? It kind of made me look at Scotty a different way. The injury, all right, you know, when, you know, when he, when he, uh, when he decided to strategically get his surgery done so he can miss the season, so he could party in the summer, I wouldn't mad at him for that. And for, and for MJ to call him selfish, I mean, I can consider, see, I can consider MJ being selfish for leaving to go play baseball. Using the, and using the excuse of, well, this is me fulfilling my dream. I could use that too. But the, you know, it's different when, you know what I'm saying? You're back on the team and you got everything going for you. Scotty decides, you know what? You niggas not going to pay me. I'm injured. I'm just going to sit this shit out. I'm going to get the surgery when I want to. You know what I mean? I wouldn't call him selfish. I can question some shit, but I'm not going to call it selfish. And we can't sit up there and, and, and at any point, can we sit up there and compare Scotty to Michael Jordan? We're not going to do that. So if we can't compare the two, then you can't blame Scotty for what he did. Now, the migraine, that's a little iffy. That's a little iffy. That shit that he pulled against Kukoc and Phil, where he didn't want to go in there, and it what made it worse is that Kukoc knocked that shit down. Kukoc knocked that shit down. That made you feel extra shitty right there. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, it affected his career. And I think it would have affected his career either way. If Kukoc would have missed that, it probably would have made, it probably would have been an inner goal or a win for him in the inside. But overall, that takes a hit at your legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you showed them. Yeah, you can't win without me. That's not what we want though. So I, I, I could question that one. I can question that one. Not even question that one. I think he was wrong for that one. So if you want to bring up selfish, if we want to call MJ and let him know if you really want to know what selfish is, that was selfish. I don't know why Bill Cartwright was crying, but what Scotty did in that situation, that was selfish. The headache thing was questionable. I could never know. I You can't go inside of a man's head and see if he's really having a, those type of pains. At the same time, I'm from the east side, my nigga. It's, it's kind of funny that, you know what I'm saying, the niggas that's beating y'all up, you kind of like shying away from. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he came back and did what he did what he had to do against Detroit. But he had a headache. And then it was uh, um um I don't know. I I I don't know. I I've seen I've seen Scotty in a different light now because the Scotty that I seen on TV was his dominant small forward that played the PG position. He was the wingman to to MJ. He was the second best player on the Bulls. Shit, shit, the second best Bulls player of all time, really. Um, and we just seen how human he was. I think Scotty, and then you seen it throughout the documentary, like Scotty just seen, and I know a kid like this. That's crazy. I really know a kid who is like, and I'm not, and I haven't seen Scotty as a kid though, but this kid has long arms. You know what I'm saying? He played the three with my son. Looks like Scotty. You know what I'm saying? But can handle the rock. 
But Scotty was one of those. He seemed like Scotty. Scotty didn't want no phone. You know, Scotty wasn't no rough, no roughhousing type of player or kid or whatever, because you can see it. Charles Oakley, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time we've ever seen. I mean, I, well, that's the first time and probably the only time, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only time Charles Oakley has probably slapped that nigga, socked him, pushed him or something like that. Charles Oakley looked like one of them niggas that, um, he looked like one of them cats. He looked like a bully. <laughs> he looks like a bully. One of those cats, and we all been around him, probably had him on our team or just in the neighborhood or something like that. Charles Oakley is one of those cats that you just, you're not supposed to back down from. But at the same time, he might not even back down if you don't back down. He probably that tough nigga. But we've seen how Scotty just laughed that shit off, and he probably really didn't like Oakley. That was MJ Mans, though. That was MJ Mans. So, you know, especially when it came to the Knicks, Scotty didn't, I know Scotty didn't like the Knicks. And I know MJ didn't like the Knicks, but MJ had friends on that, uh, on the other side. He was cool with Patty. He was cool with Oakley. I don't know about Starks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know about Starks, but, um, it was certain cats that, and I think Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson being from New York playing for, you know, I just think he didn't like him at all, but. I seen a different side of Scotty and it's like, man, I wouldn't say he's a hero that let me down. It's just that now you know who your heroes really are. You know what I'm saying? When you when these documentaries come out and they share some of their personal life, then that's something that you gotta deal with. You know what I'm saying? Will you decide to change your your love for that player? depending on what really happened or who they really are, yo, that's up to you. I mean, can you separate the player on the court uh, from the player off the court? I can because your game speaks for you on that court. Off the court, you don't, you're not playing basketball off the court. And this is the one thing, though. I'm not looking for neither one of these niggas to be a role model. I don't, I've never agreed with that. And I don't think, I think you gotta be, something gotta be wrong with you. If you, if you believe that just because you have a lot of influence because of the sports you play or you're a great actor or actress, whatever you do in this world that makes you very popular automatically makes you a role model. That's wrong. That's dead wrong because there's a lot of cats that's popular for the wrong reasons. So you can't go one way without going the other way. You can't dismiss this one and go with this side. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't force people. That's why I've always respected Barkley because I remember as a kid when Barkley said, yo, I'm not your fucking role model. I'm not a role model. You can't put people in that position. You know what I mean? So, you know, I never looked at Scotty as a role model. I never looked at MJ as a role model. I didn't, cause as a kid, I ain't gonna say I didn't care, but I just really didn't know what they was doing off the court like that. You know, it wasn't until, it wasn't until after they probably retired where you knew that these niggas is not, you started to compare them to other athletes. You know what I'm saying? Me being from LA, I seen all the work that Magic was doing. I seen how he built the theater. I seen how he, you know, would, um, engage with the fans and things like, and especially when he was, when he had the jersey on, like hearing all the stories, I was a kid, but hearing all the stories, especially in Inglewood, the Lakers history in Inglewood is so rich and thick. 
Like you would think like these, I don't, these niggas didn't need no bodyguards. You know, that club that they had under the goddamn form, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That liquor store off of uh, Manchester, like, yeah, like, niggas was famous. They was rock stars, you know what I'm saying? Whereas some teams were, you know, they came in and they did their job and they go home. Not to say that they wouldn't attach to their community, but there's a lot of players that don't give back. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to. You know, I know the league is mandatory that you do, you know, do some type of community service with the league and, and shit like that. Shit that you probably wouldn't do by yourself. But for the cast that genuinely did it, Magic gen- genuinely did it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where it separated a lot of cast, a lot of superstars is that we didn't see MJ in the streets like that. You know what I'm saying? If, and if you did make it to, to, to his camp or whatever, you had to be an elite. Uh, the elites are playing the Jordan Classic or go to a Jordan camp. It costs a lot or you had to probably get invited. You know what I'm saying? Just like the Nike camp, just like the, uh, the Adidas camp. Got to get invited. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit like that. The reason why we is attached to Kobe because Kobe will pop up to the Drew League, whether he played or he sat on the sideline during the playoff games. You know what I'm saying? When he had built, when he gave, donated some money to a, a park that I used to go ball, ball at on the east side, Green Meadows Park, he donated and he was right there. No bodyguards. Came in a blue, I remember he came in a blue suit and wore some blue Timberlands standing right next to him. And he was a young Kobe. I think it was still the Kobe. I think, I think he just cut his fro off, if I'm not mistaken. Just before he switched to 24. Um, and that's what's, and that's where it separated. When it came to the basketball, there was no, there was no criticism about Scotty's game, but there was criticism about the choices that he made. So him to sit out, and I think that's probably what put somewhat of, cause we can feel the distance. We don't really know the true relationship between MJ and Scotty. Because actually, we don't feel it. You know what I'm saying? We're not there. You know, Scotty can come out right now and say, you know, we yeah, we cool, we cordial and stuff like that. But that picture that they painted a long time ago seemed like them niggas was like Super Mario Brothers. You know what I mean? Like they was right there. And now, nah, man, like I said, the past couple of years, the shit between Scotty, his wife, and Future... You know what I'm saying? Her stealing money. And yes, you can steal the money in marriage because if you using that money without him knowing about some and using it towards some shit that you shouldn't be doing, that's technically that's stealing. You know what I'm saying? About the private jets and flying them out and using his money and shit like that. Now in her dis in her defense, you know, maybe, maybe. And this, this speculation, but we don't know this for sure because nothing was documented. NBA players as well known cheaters. Maybe she was just like, yo, I'm staying in this and I'm going to use this nigga money while he out there getting his thing on and shit like that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it just made him look bad. It made him look bad. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably something that he couldn't avoid. That's on her. You know what I'm saying? Fucking up the family. You know what I mean? Um, The shit that he said between MJ and LeBron... That's always going to be a debate. It just shouldn't be a debate anymore. After Kobe passed away, kill all the debates. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jordan said what he said. LeBron said what he said. And Kobe said what he said before he passed away about all three of them. 
Like, how come we can't just enjoy all three of us in our in our separate lanes? Like, we all had the same goal, and that was to win championships. But, nigga, we, you know, why are we still comparing each other? <sighs> he said what he said about MJ and LBJ, and, it, you know, Twitter went on one. You know, he was on the headlines for a couple of weeks and things like that. And some people agree with him. A lot of people disagree with him. But, you know, that was just mainly media, LeBron fans and Jordan fans. Kobe fans stay out of it. We laughed. But it was like, you know, you didn't expect that coming from a person who played with Michael Jordan and see how dominant he was. Um, you just didn't, You just didn't understand that. And the reason why he got a lot of backlash is because the, paint, the picture that was always painted about Michael Jordan being perfect, the six for six. Or whatever. I look. I think ultimately LBJ had a chance to catch MJ. I think because he's getting older, and I'm not sure how long he can play at a high level, his clock is ticking. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like if he does get six rings, you know, that'd be something something to say because he'll he'll be able to say that he won on both sides of the conference. He'll be able to say, yo, I won with Miami, I won with Cleveland, and I won with the Los Angeles Lakers. That is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And if he was to get uh, four, if he was to get another ring, he'll have four. He's, it's just, just, that's just beefs up the debate. He gets five, as we're talking about, two, he brought two championships to Los Angeles. That's a lot, man. That's a lot because. Kobe brought three with Shaq and then two, you know, base, I mean, he had Gasol, don't get me wrong, Oldham, yeah, we got it, we got it, Meta, we got it. But he basically brought two by himself as the main guy. And that's what I mean by my, by himself. He brought two as the main guy. Um, LBJ, LBJ, will he'll, he'll be in a discussion. He'll be in a discussion. He'll definitely, cause I, I actually salute cats and I award cats who did make it to the finals and lose. Cause you gotta still be able to get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? So even though MJ got to six, that was, he only got to six. You know what I'm saying? So if a cat come along and wins six or seven championships and he's been to 12 finals, bro, that's a, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't win those. But he got a lot of cats don't even get to the goddamn Western and Eastern Conference Finals, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So getting to the finals, that says a lot. You know what I mean? It really does. It really does. So, I mean, shout out to the cats who did get to the finals and didn't win. Um, Scotty will still be in my top five. You know, uh, my personal top five. It just made him more human. Just like this doc is making MJ more human, it just, the relationship doesn't change. Uh, I mean, to be the relationship that he has with MJ or with the Bulls, that doesn't change the way that I, you know, think about Pip. It's just that I have to look at my heroes and say, in some areas, you failed. You know, if you did make up that injury, that's a failure to me. The ankle, I'm not really tripping about that because that was more about that bread and respect. And being traded. Um, but that Kuko shit, that last shot, that was weak. That was weak. I understand 
that you want to get that type of respect Jordan got because you are the number one guy and in 94 you was the shit. You know what I'm saying? But nah, that was kind of weak. That was kind of weak. Because at, at some point, even if you are the best player on the team, you still got to be able to trust the best situation, the best play, and you know the best opportunity at that time. And, you know, who knows what would happen if you wouldn't got the ball, you probably would have forced it. You know, so that's it. I mean, Scotty Pippen, man. What can I say? We we're going to see how these last two episodes uh, pan out. I know I'm going to record uh, later on tonight about uh, seven and eight with the uh, brothers Layman. I'll be on their sports show tonight. Uh, so well, I'll touch on a couple of other things, but this was just strictly based around Scotty mainly. Yo, I'll see y'all next week, man. Open run with BTG. The gym is now closed.